بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللحاضرين والمستمعين يقول الامام المجدد الشيخ محمد بن عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى في رسالته اداب المشي الى الصلاه ومن صلى باجره لم يصلى خلفه قال ابو داود سئل احمد عن امام يقول اصلي بكم رمضان بكذا وكذا فقال اسال الله العافيه ومن يصلى خلف هذا ولا يصلى خلف عاجز عن القيام الا امام الحي وهو كل امام مسجد راتب اذا اعتل صل وراءه جلوسا وان صلى الامام وهو محدث او عليه نجاسه ولم يعلم الا بعد فراغ الصلاه لم يعد من خلفه وعاد الامام وحده في الحدث ويكره ان يؤم قوم اكثرهم يكرهه بحق ويصح اعتمام متوضئ بمتيمم والسنه وقوف المعمومين خلف الامام بحديث جابر وجبار لما وقف على يمينه ويساره اخذ اخذ بايديهما فاقامهما خلف رواه مسلم واما الصلاه بين مسعود بالقمه والاسود وهو بينهما فاجاب ابن السرين ان المكان كان ضيقا وان كان الماموم واحدا وقف عن يمينه وان وقف عن يساره اداره عن يمينه ولا تبطل ولا تبطل تحريمته بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له له الملك ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله وخليله ورسوله ارسله رحمه للعالمين وبلغ الرساله وعد الامانه والصفاء للامه وجهد في الله حق جهاده صلوات الله وسلامه عليه ورضوانه جل وعلا على صحابه محمد الذين امنوا به وهاجروا معه واليه وجاهدوا معه وبعد ونشر الله بهم على الدين الاسلامي في الشرق والغرب فاللهم ارضى عنهم وارضهم ووفقنا للصدق في حبهم ومتابعتهم انك على كل شيء قدير يقول الشيخ شيخ الاسلام محمد بن عبد الوهاب الفنيني رحمه الله عليه ومن صلى بالاجره لم يصلي خلفه يعني من قال انا لا اصلي لكم الا بكذا وكذا جعل القيام بهذه العباده العظيمه الشريفه منزله الحرفه التي يشارق الناس على مقدار الاجره قال ابو داود ابو داود هذا هو صاحب السنن ابي داود احد ائمه الاسلام المعلقين في السن قال سئل احمد يعني الامام احمد بن حنبل يقول اصلي بكم 
رمضان بكذا وكذا فخارج عن الخلق أحمد أسأل الله العافية ومن يصلي خلف هذا؟ يعني من الذي يرغب يصلي خلف شخص يجعل القيام بإمامة المصلين كحرفة يقرض عليها أجرة ثم قال لا يصلى خلف ومن يصلي خلف هذا؟ يعني يستغرب هل أحد يقبل أن يجعل إمامهم يشترط أجرة لتصرف له؟ هذه ليست الشيء الذي يضعه تضعه الدولة لمن يتولى الإمام من رزق من بيت المال أو من نقد أيضا من بيت المال بيت مال الدولة تصرفه لمن يؤدي هذه الوظيفة الشريفة لأن إمامة المصلين من أشرف الأعمال فيقول أحمد من يصلي خلف هذا؟ يعني من الشخص الذي يرغب أن يكون إمامه مشترطا أجرا ليقوم بالإمامة أما لو قال مثلا الإمام لا مال عندي أن أصلي لكن أحتاج إلى أن أسترزق أعمل عملا أستدر منه بإذن الله الإنفاق على نفسي وعلى أسرتي فإذا قيل لا نحن نخفيك هذا فلا حرج في ذلك فقال صلى الله عليه قال ولا يصلى خلف عاجز على القيام الذي قال للمسلم صل قائما فإن لم تستطع فقاعد فإن لم تستطع فعلى جنب تحريم الصيف قال لا يصلى خلف عاجز من القيام لكن إذا كان إمام الحي إمام القرية أو إمام المسجد الذي يقوم بالإمامة عرض له عارض جعله لا يستطيع أن يؤدي الصلاة واحدة وقد حصل ذلك للنبي صلى الله عليه وسلم حصل سقوط له فصار ما يستطيع أن يقف فصلى بالناس جالسا بدأ بهم فلما قاموا أشار إليه ثم أخبرهم صلى الله عليه وسلم لأن الإمام إنما جعل يؤتم به إذا بدأ الصلاة بالناس جالسا عليهم أن يصلوا الصلاة خلفه جالسين فقال لنا إلا إمام الحي الشخص الذي عاد كما كان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عرض له عارض فاحتاج إلى أنه يصلي جالسا فلما صلى جالسا ابتداء قال لهم صلوا اشار اليهم قال كنتم تختلفون على الامام اذا صلى الامام جالسا فصلوا قعودا اجمعين قال الا امام الحي وهو كل امام مسجد راتب الشخص الذي يعين امام مسجد سواء عينته الدوله أو ارتضاه أهل الحي 
في البيوت قريبة وظلم ذيب وطلبوا منه أن يرمهم هذا إذا عرف له عارض ولم يستطع أن يؤدي الصلاة واقفا صلى جالسا صار المشروع للمأمومين أن يصلون أن يصلوا خلفهم جالسين إذا كلب صلى وراءه جلوس إذا مرض أو مثلا صار لا يستطيع أن يقف رجله ما يمنع عن الوقوف وهو الإمام فبدأ الصلاة في جلوس جلس الناس خلفهم أكبر أكبر صلاتهم جالسين سيأتي شيء من البيان النبي عليه الصلاه والسلام لما جلس امر الناس ان يجلسوا في ورد موته صلوات الله وسلامه عليه بدا بالصلاه ابو بكر ثم جاء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وابو بكر قائم يصلي بالجماعه فصلى امري بجانب ابي بكر لكن جالس ولما كانت الصلاة بدأت من حال القيام والبادئ الصلاة استمر قائما وإن اعتبر نفسه مأمونا لما جاء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لم يأمرهم النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام أن يجلسوا لأنهم إنما شرعوا في الصلاة من حال القيام فإذا اعتم صلى وراءه جلوسا وإن صلى الإمام وهو محدث أما الناس ونسي أنه لم يتوضأ أو طرأ له ما أبطل طهارته أصل الحدث يصلي الإمام وهو محدث أو عليه نجاسة ولم يعلم يعلم إلا بعد فراغ الصلاة المحدث يعيد الصلاة هو لكن لا يلزم الجماعة أن يعيدوا الصلاة إذا كان هو ما علم أنه على غير طهارة إلا بعدما صلى فصلاته صحيحة وصلاته هو غير صحيحة عليه أن يعيد أن يصلي قال أو عليه نجاسة ولم يعلم بها إلا بعد قد أصاب النجاسة إذا كان ملبسه او فينا عليه نجاسه ولم يعلم بها حتى عندها من الصلاه فصلاته صحيحه وصلاه الجماعه صحيحه اما ان علم بها وقدر على ان يزيلها مع استمراره في صلاته ازاله كما فعل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم النبي صلوات الله وسلامه عليه اما الناس وفي حذائه نجاسه وطئ نجاسه فاخبره جبريل فخلع النعال وهو يصلي فلما خلع النعال الصحابه رضي الله عنهم ينظرون اليه حالما راوا خلع نعاله خلعوا نعاله فلما سلى قلت ما لكم خلعتم هل رايناك خلعت فخلعنا 
قال عبد الله انا عندما اخبرني الجميل الذي فينا علي اتى النجاسه فخلع الذي ما اعاد الصلاه يوم بعد ثم اعاد الصلاه الجائز الجزء الذي اداه من الصلاه ونعلم في حال نجاسه ولم يعلم بها ولما علم ازال ازال النعم الصلاه صايره قال الا بعد ما رسلت لم يعلم القلب يعني والايمان لا يعين بذلك ما علم بالنجاسه الا بعد ما انتهت الصلاه لكن الايمان اذا لم يكن متوضا وصلى بالناس ثم لم يعلم الا بعد ان انتهى فصلاته غير صحيحه وصلاه الجماعه صحيحه قال ويكره ان يرم قوما اكثرهم يكرهون بحق ينبغي الشخص اذا كان اهل الحي لا يريدونه ايمان ويكرهون ان يتولى امامته ايمانا لهم فينبغي ان يستجيب حتى ولو كانت كرايتهم له بغير حق لانهم اذا كانوا يكرهونه لم يرتاحوا للدخول معه في الصلاه وربما ايضا لم يفرغوا يفرغوا اذهانهم لتكفير قلوبهم في صلاتهم فينبغي ايضا ان يوسع عليهم هو ولا يتولى منهم مكان لكن لو صلى بهم وهو لا عيب فيه شرعا فصلاته وصلاته صحيحه قال ويكره ان يؤم قول احترام الحرم يحترم بالحق ويصح اعتمام متوضئ بمتيمم فرضا ان الامام لم يجد الماء او فيه ما يمنعه من استعمال الماء فيتيمم وحضر بعض الجماعه التوضا وبعضهم لم يجدنا مثلا فيجوز ان ياتم المتوضا بالامام الذي لم يتوضا وانما ضرب العرض متعثرا بها الرسمه يعني في مواقع المأمونين والسنة وقوف المأمونين على الإيمان لحديث جابر بن جبار هذان صليا بعضهم عن يمين من واحد وسماره ما كان من النبي إلا أن أمسكت كل واحد من بيته ووجههم لأجل يكونان صفا خلف النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لما وقف عن يمينه ويساره اخذ بعيدهما فاقامه وحاله رواه مسلم واما صلاه بن مسعود يعرف المرسل وغيرهما فاجاب بالسيرين من المكان كان ضيق اذا فرضنا ان المكان ضيق ما يتسع لصفين الايام صف والمعون خلف فانه 
يصفون على يمين الإمام لكن لو صف أحدهما يمينا ولا يبقى للثاني موقع في اليمين لكن يجد عن يسار الإمام يدخل معهم ويصلي مهتما بالإمام ولو كان على يسار إلا أن الأفضل أن يكون المأمونون مع الإمام إذا لم يكن يصفوه أن يكونوا عن يمينه لأنه في بعض الحالات المصلى لا يتسرع الاثنين هذا أمام هذا لا وإنما يتسرع لكل واحد بأن يبدأ الصلاة ويسرع فيصفون عن يمين الإمام كما فعل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم لعبد الله بن عباس عبد الله بن عباس أمره أبوه العباس بن عبد المطلب عم النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم أن يليك عند النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في ليلة ميمونة خالة ابن عباس فنام عندهما وهو في أول يعني قد لا يكون بلع لكنه يتجاوز العشر يسكن الصلاة فقام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في الليل يتوضا من شم ثم خمر فقام ابن عباس فتوضا كذلك وجاء ودخل بجنب النبي على يسار النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم فما كان ابن النبي الا ان امسك ابن ابن عباس وجره وخلقه حتى جعله على يمينه صلوات الله وسلامه عليه رضي الله عنه وعنه كان مكان في حد ابن مسعود ابن الرئيس فوإن كان المأمون واحدا وقف عن يمينه وإن يقف وقف عن يساره حذر عنه ولا تبطل تقريرته يعني جاء الإمام المأمون وكبر تكبيرة الإحرام ودخل على يسار الإمام الإمام يجره من خلفه ولو صار في حركة ولو صار جره حتى يكون الإمام أمامه أمامه وهو يريده أن يجعله عن يمينه لا تبطل تكبيرة الإحرام تكبيرته للإحرام صحيحة أسأل الله جل وعلا أن يجعلنا جميعا من الذين يفقهون في دينه وممن يعملون ما يتعلمون في أداء عباداته وأن يحرص كل واحد منا على إحسان أداء العبادة لأن كل واحد يكتب بالصلاة هو في الحقيقة يناجي ربه جل وعلا فإذا علم الواحد أنه إنما يناجى الله جل وعلا في موقفه ينبغي أن يكون على أحسن ما يمكن أن يكون عليه من حيث الأدب وقلة الحركة والحرص على أن يكون اتجاه نظره إلى موضع سجوده والحرص على أن يكون ذكره مشغولا بأداء هذه العبادة لعل الله أن ينفعه بها 
فأنا حرصت على التقصير بأن نريد شيء من الراحة عليهم. أحسن الله أن يوفقنا جميعا بما يحب وأن ينصر الإسلام والمسلمين يعني لله الكفر والكافرين والمنافقين وأن يرينا عاجلا غير عاجل تفريج كرب المسلمين في كل مكان وانتصار المظلومين منهم في كل مكان وأن يهدي أهل الشام وكل مسلم يتعاون مع البر التقوى حتى يستطيعوا التخلص من الحكومات النجسه الفاجره كالنصيريه اقل حكومه الرافضيه في ايران وفي العراق والحزب النجس في لبنان ومن يقول بهذه الساعه الصفه كما اسره جل وعلا في اسمائه وصفاته ان يرينا في الذين ينصرون بشار الاسد وحكومته النجسه أن يرينا فيهم عجائب الله بنزول الحوادث عليهم وحصول الخلل في سلطتهم غير عاجل إنه جل وعلا موجود الدعاء كما أسأله أن يحفظ على بلادنا هذه أمنها على الدين والدنيا وأن يوفق ولي أمرنا لصيانة البلاد في عقيدتها وأخلاقها واجتناب المنكرات وإعزاز الخير وأهله كما أسأله جل وعلا أن يعاجل أهل اليمن بالفرج بالقضاء على الحركة الانقلابية الرافضية التي جدت إيران واجتهدت في أن تمدهم بالمدد لتعيدها الساحة الرافضية فنسأل الله أن يقيد رجاءها وأن يضعف شأنها وسلطتها وأن ينصر أهل الحق في اليمن على أهل الباطل إنه وجب الدعاء والحمد لله رب العالمين. السلام عليكم وبارك الله فيكم again in the name of Allah we praise him we seek his assistance and we seek his forgiveness from the evil of our deeds we witness that there is no deity worthy of worship except Allah he is alone he has no partners and to him is the dominion and the praise and he is able to do all things and we bear witness that Muhammad is his slave, his messenger and his friend the one that Allah sent to the mercy to mankind he gave the message he fulfilled the trust and he was sincere for the ummah and he fought the true fighting in the way of Allah and may Allah be pleased with his companions those who believed in him and migrated with him and to him and fought uh, alongside him and after him until the religion reached parts of the east and the west. May Allah be pleased with them and make us sincere and our love for them and our adherence to their way. Shaykh al-Islam Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab al-Tamimi rahimahullah ta'ala mentioned in his treatise that whoever prays with the condition and whoever leads the people in prayer with the condition that he will not lead them except that they pay him a certain amount. It was mentioned by Abu Dawood that Imam Ahmad Rahim Allah Ta'ala was asked about an Imam who says, I would not lead you in Ramadan except that you give me such and such. And Imam Ahmad said, I asked Allah for uh, salvation or protection. Who would pray behind such an individual? The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, this is the type of individual who 
makes a condition upon the people that he would not lead them in prayer except that they agree to pay him a certain amount. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah, that this individual has made him leading the people and the congregation of prayer a means of sustenance. So he's like the other people. He has done something similar to the other people, those who go out and seek means of sustenance. He has made this act of worship a means of sustenance. And where it says Abu Dawood, the Shaykh said that this is the author of the book of Sunan. He is one of the scholars, the major scholars of Islam that had authored a book, uh, which is Sunan Abi Dawood. And where it says Ahmed, that is Imam Ahmed bin Hanbal rahimahullah ta'ala. And Imam Ahmed's response, or Imam Ahmed's response is, I ask Allah for protection. Because who would pray behind such an individual? An individual that would make this act of worship, which is from the greatest acts of worship, he would make it a means of seeking sustenance. So Imam Ahmed finds it uh, very surprising that an individual would do so. That an individual would uh, make it a condition upon the people to give him a specific salary for leading them in the prayer. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, this is different from the, if the government gives, uh, or if the government chooses someone to be the Imam and they give him from the wealth of the government, this is different because that is his job. Um, that is his job. Now, but for, as for the individual who this is not his job and he hasn't been selected by the government but he makes it a condition upon the people, then this is something which is disliked. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. But if you have an individual that says to the people that request from him to lead them in prayer, that um, he, he says to them that I still need to support my family, so I request that you give me something, uh, some funds to support my family. And the people say, okay, we will give you such and such. So they inform him what they would give him. There's no problem in that. Then the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, says that uh, the people should not pray behind someone who does not have the ability to stand, except if he is the regular Imam. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, that the Prophet said, pray standing. And if you do not, do not have the ability, then pray sitting. And then if you still do not have the ability, then pray on your side. And this hadith is in Sahih Bukhari. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, uh, but this is other than the regular Imam. So for example, if the Imam of the city or the village or the regular Imam of the masjid, uh, now if the regular Imam of the masjid has some type of illness that prevents him from standing, then it's permissible for the people to pray behind him. Uh, so he sits and the people also sit. He would sit and the people also, they would sit. Because this took place with the Prophet ﷺ, that he fell down and he became injured. So the Prophet ﷺ prayed sitting and the people prayed behind him sitting. And it took place, it actually took place that the Prophet ﷺ, uh, he sat, uh, he sat in the prayer. Uh, it took place that the Prophet ﷺ began the prayer standing. And during the prayer, the Prophet ﷺ sat because of an injury. And the Sahaba continued to stand. 
Then the Prophet وسلم, uh, instructed them to sit. He made an indication with his hand for them to sit, and they sat. Then after the prayer, the Prophet وسلم, said, you were about to go against your imam. You were about to go against your imam. Verily, the imam has been placed there for you to follow. So um, if the imam sits, then all of you should sit. Uh, naam. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, but... Um, so, the, the, naam. so if the regular imam, if the regular imam of the masjid or the regular imam in the neighborhood, if he sits, then the people should sit. Um, then the people should sit. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, Now, now, then the, the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentioned, If there is uh, an injury, if the imam, if the regular imam has an injury, and he sits, the same thing, the people would sit uh, behind him. The people would sit behind him. Then the shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, he mentioned an issue, and that was, it took place that the Prophet وسلم, it took place that when the Prophet وسلم, was sick before his death, uh, and the Prophet ﷺ was sick before his death. And Abu Bakr anhu, Abu Bakr uh, started the prayer standing. And then later on, the Prophet ﷺ joined the prayer and he sat next to Abu Bakr. And he continued to lead the prayer, wasalam. The Prophet ﷺ continued to lead the prayer and the people continued to stand. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, the reason why the people continue to stand is because Abu Bakr began the prayer and he was standing. Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala anhu began the prayer and he was standing. So the Sahaba continued to stand because they were following the prayer of Abu Bakr radiallahu ta'ala Then the author rahimahullah ta'ala goes on to mention, uh, if the Imam prays and he's in a state of religious impurity, if the Imam prays and he's in a state of impurity, what is the case? And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, for example, you have an Imam that leads the people in the prayer, and he has forgotten to make wudu. Or, in the beginning of the prayer he was in wudu, and then he broke his wudu during the prayer. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, um, there's two cases. One case is if the Imam uh, did not realize, Imam did not realize that he uh, broke his wudu or he never had wudu until the prayer is over. Until the prayer is over. It's upon the Imam to repeat his prayer, but it's not upon the congregation to repeat their prayer. Once again, if the Imam forgot to make wudu, or he started the prayer with wudu, but then he broke it during the prayer. But he did not realize or remember until the end of the prayer. It's upon him to repeat his prayer, to make up his prayer, but it is not upon the congregation to make up their prayer. Their prayer is valid. Their prayer is valid. The next case is, if the, the imam has some type of impurity on his clothing, the Shaykh said, for example, he has some impurity on his clothing. Or he has some type of impurity on his sandals. And he did not realize it until the prayer was over. He did not realize it until the prayer was over. His salah is accepted and their salah is accepted. 
his salat is accepted, it's valid, and the congregation, their salat is also valid. Um, and this took place during the time of the Prophet ﷺ, that he prayed, and there was some impurity on his sandal. The Prophet ﷺ prayed, and there was some impurity on his sandal. Jibreel came to him and informed the Prophet ﷺ. And he immediately took off his sandal. When the Prophet ﷺ took off his sandal, the companions who were watching him, and they were praying behind him, they took off their sandals. When the Prophet ﷺ ended the prayer, he said to his companions, why did you take off your sandals? They said, we saw you remove your sandals. The Prophet said, don't do so. I only did so because Jibreel informed me. I only did so because Jibreel informed me. The Shaykh said, notice that the Prophet did not repeat his prayer. So the portion of the prayer, when the Prophet began the prayer, and up until the time where he removed his sandal, because of the there being some impurity, the Prophet did not make that up. So that shows you that the salat is correct. That shows you that salat is valid. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, Naam. Then, uh, but then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, Naam. Naam. So if the Imam, once again, so if the Imam, he just reiterated, so if the Imam uh, has some type of impurity on him, if the Imam has some type of pure impurity on him, and he forgets, he forgets that he has that impurity until the prayer is over, he does not repeat his prayer. He does not repeat his prayer. But if the Imam... Uh, now, but if the Imam, once again, he, he said it again, if the Imam makes the prayer without wudu, if the Imam makes the prayer without wudu, or he breaks his wudu during the prayer, then it is upon the Imam, if he remembers, to repeat the prayer. Because he broke his wudu. It is upon him to repeat the prayer because he broke his wudu. His wudu. Then uh, the author mentioned, Rahim Allah Ta'ala, that it is not for, or it is disliked, for someone to lead the people, in the congregational prayer, if most of them dislike him with justifiable reasons, based on justifiable reasons. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah, that was the statement of the author. The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, even if there's no justifiable reason, the Imam should not lead the people in prayer. And if the congregation dislikes the Imam, and based on the statement of the author, Rahim Allah Ta'ala, if they dislike him based on a justifiable reason, that the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, even if it's not justified, but if most of the congregation dislikes the Imam, he should not lead them in the prayer. And the reason for this is because they will not be comfortable in prayer behind this individual. They will not be comfortable in prayer behind this individual. Their minds will be distracted because they're being led by someone that they dislike. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, he should make it the, 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 the intent or the goal of the Imam should, make, uh, should be to make the congregational prayer comfortable for them. So if they dislike him, even if they don't have a justifiable reason, then he should remove himself and he should not lead them in the congregation. But if he led them in the prayer, even if they dislike him, whether it's justified or whether it's not justified, then the prayer is still valid. The prayer is, is still valid. Um, then the author, Rahim Allah mentioned that it is accepted that the imam has made tayammum and the congregation are in wudu. Meaning, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, for example, if you had an imam who could not find water, for some reason he could not find water, 
or he has some type of illness that does not allow him to use water. So he has to make tayammum. This is the imam. He has to make tayammum. But the congregation is in wudu. They are in ablution. It is accepted that he leads them in the prayer. It is accepted that he leads them in the prayer and it does not harm uh, the prayer. Then the author, and I want to make uh, a correction in the translation of this book. And one of the translations which has been printed recently of this book, this has a mistake. The, the correct translation is what I said, but in the book there's an, there's an incorrect translation for that part of the, the treatise. Then the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentioned, and from the Sunnah, and this is from the Sunnah as it relates to the people standing in the congregation behind the Imam. From the Sunnah is that the congregation stands behind the Imam. And this is based on the hadith of Jabir and Jabbar when they prayed with the Prophet Wasallam, And one of them stood on the right and one of them stood on the left. And the Prophet Wasallam uh, directed them, took them, and he made them stand behind him. He made them stand in a row behind him. But there's another hadith where Ibn Mas'ud he prayed with Al-Qama and Aswad. He prayed with two individuals and he was standing in the middle and one of them was praying on the right, one of them was praying on the left. And this was answered by uh, Ibn Sirin when he said no because the, the place wasn't spacious enough. The place was not spacious enough. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah um, what's correct is that if there is uh, a congregation, two or more, that they stand behind the Imam. One of them should not stand on the right and one of them should not stand on the left. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah but if there's no space, if there's some constraints in space, in, in space, uh, the prayer area, then, and two of the individuals are being led by the Imam, then they should stand on the right of the Imam. They shouldn't stand on the left. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah but even if it's even tighter, if it's even tighter and there's no space on the right, then this prayer is still valid even if they stand, one stands on the right and one stands on the left. The prayer is still valid. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, the proof for standing on the right is the hadith of Abdullah bin Abbas where his father uh, Abbas ibn Abdul Muttalib, who is the uncle of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Abbas ordered his son Abdullah to stay at the house of the Prophet on the night of Maymuna. On the night of Maymuna. And Maymuna is the aunt. She's the aunt of Ibn Abbas. And Ibn Abbas was young. He had not reached the age of puberty. So uh, Abbas, his father, ordered him to stay with the Prophet on the night of his aunt. So he could stay there. Uh, and he slept with he slept in the house of the Prophet Later in the night, the Prophet ﷺ got up and made ablution and began to pray. Uh, Abdullah bin Abbas also woke up and made ablution and he began to follow the Prophet ﷺ from the left side. The Prophet ﷺ took him and moved him on the right side. He took him by, by his ear and he pulled him until he was on the right side. And this did not invalidate Abdullah ibn Abbas's prayer. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so if the, if the Ma'moom, the one who is being led in congregation, if he makes takbir and he stands on the left of the Imam, and then the Imam takes him and moves him in the front or in the back until he reaches to the right, this does not invalidate the opening takbir of the one who is being led in the prayer. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, we ask Allah 
to make us from amongst those who have uh, fiqh and understanding in our religion. And we ask Allah to make us from amongst those who act upon that which we learn, especially in, as it relates to actions of ibadah. And he said it's, it, it's diligent or it's, uh, it's upon the individual to be diligent in trying to implement the ibadah with perfection. Because an individual should understand when he enters into the prayer that he is calling on his Lord. He is calling on his Lord. So the individual should try, should seek perfection in doing so. And from perfection is that you have the correct manners and etiquettes when you pray. You don't move around a lot. You look at the place of prostration. Uh, you, uh, you focus on the worship of Allah and fulfilling uh, this, uh, this act of worship. This is that which is befitting for the believer. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, I summarized. He said, I summarized the reading tonight because I want to take some rest. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to uh, give might to Islam and to debate, uh, to, to, to debase disbelief and the hypocrites. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to give ease to the Muslims around the world. We ask Allah Azza wa Jal to guide the people of Syria and all of the Muslims uh, and for them to be upon righteousness and piety. And we ask Allah to allow the people who are being oppressed to... Uh, uh, we ask Allah to lift the oppressive rulers uh, who are ruling them, uh, such as the Nusayriya who are in Iran and Iraq and Lebanon. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to show us His might, um, to show us His might in dealing with the people who are supporting Bashar al-Assad. Uh, and we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to send upon them calamities and tribulations. Uh, verily Allah Azza wa Jal is the one to answer the dua. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to protect the, the worldly affairs and the religion of the people here in Saudi Arabia and to give the rulers uh, success to protect the aqidah and Islamic character and to abstain from all types of evil deeds. And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to uh, give a quick uh, ease or give quick ease uh, uh, a rectification to the affairs of the people of Yemen, those who are have been invaded by the Rawafid, who are being run by those in Iran. Uh, Naam. And we ask Allah to disappoint, to bring uh, an end to their plans and to disappoint them in that which they uh, plan. Uh, and we ask Allah to give victory uh, to the people of the truth and to allow them to conquer the people of falsehood. السلام عليك كل سال حبيبكم الله تعالى ما هي الكتب التي تنصح بقراءتها لمن يريد أن يتمكن في الفقه لا شك أن المسلم محتاج محتاج لأن يقرأ شيئا من كتب الفقهاء ونصيحتي أن يحرص أن يختار كتاب 
الذي يعتمد على الادله والادله في جميع الاحكام قال الله قال رسوله او ما اتفق عليه الصحابه رضي الله عنهم اجمعين بالنسبه لبلادنا هذا نصيحتي للواحد يحرص على ان يقرا الكتب التي تعالج كيف يؤدي الصلاه فيه رسائل صغيره ثلاثة اصول شروط الصلاه ولا شك ان من انفع الكتب المسلم كتاب هذا المشي الصلاه لانه جمع بها رحمه الله عليه ما يتعلق بالطهاره ما يتعلق باداء الفرائض فرائض الصلوات ما يتعلق باداء نوافل الصلوات كالرواتب التي تكون قبل الفرائض او بعدها كصلاه الضحى ومر عليها اكثر من مره شهد عنها ما من واحد مسلم يصلح الا وقد وجب عليه في ذلك اليوم ان يبذل 360 صلاه هذا في كل يوم لما قال الصحابه ليس كلنا يجب ما يتصور قال عليه الصلاه والسلام كل تكبير صدقه كل تهليل صدقه كل تسبيحه صدقه امر بالمعروف صدقه نهي عن المنكر صدقه الى ان قال ويجزئ من ذلك كله ركعه فاعله اذا صلى الواحد ركعتين وحرص على حسن تاديتهما فرغت عن 360 صدقه وجب عليه ذلك اليوم وهي ما تحتاج الى اكثر من خمس دقائق لكن يؤديها رجاء ان تقبل منه ويحرص على ان يدخل فيها من الادعيه التي يرجو مصلحتها في دنيا واخره وافضل وقت للصلاه الضحى عندما تشتد الحراره روحا الذي يقول كما هو مسلم صلاة الأوابين يعني الذين يرجعون إلى الله فاعلين حين ترمض الفصال الفصال أولاد الإبل الحديثة والولادة خفافها لدنة طرية لينة الحرارة قصيدة تؤلمه ذلك الوقت هو أفضل صلاة المتطوعين بين كعبي الضحى ولو بكر اداها بعد طلوع الشمس او طلوع ساعه اجزاء لكن هذا هو افضل لها خلال كذلك يحس الواحد عنده بعض كتب الاذكار يحفظ جمل من الحديث دخل المنزل وخروج منه دخل المسجد وخروج منه دخل السوق وخروج منه 
عندما يسرح عندما يمسك عندما يراجع هذا السلاح مع المسلم ينفعه حتى عبر الحوادث من اكبر الحدود المختصره كتاب عمده الاحكام للمقدسي اجتهد مؤلفه وذكرنا في اخر السادس او اول السادس تقريبا ان يكون من الصالحين فقط وهو الان مثل يدرس من ربي المملكه شروط هو كتب مبين جدا كتب الفقه انصح مثل الزائد زائد مستخدم او عمده الفقه مؤلف العمده ابن قدام واهم شيء الواحد يحرص ان يقرا يحفظ الاجزاء المتعلقه بالصلوات لأنها تعينه على حرية العبادة، أسأل الله لجميع التوفيق والتسليم. صلى الله عليه وسلم، the individual is asking if a person wants to become knowledgeable in fiqh, then what are some books that you advise with? The Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, a person needs to read the books of the scholars of fiqh, and they should focus on the books that mention the proofs. Uh, as it relates to the different rulings. And the proofs are the statements of the Prophet ﷺ and the statements of his companions, or the consensus of the companions. Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, in our country, uh, if those who are present in our country, my advice is that you focus on the books which uh, describe the Salat. And from those books that describe the Salat, he mentioned some books, he mentioned the Surah Salat, then he said, uh, the book, the conditions of the prayer, Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahhab, and from the most beneficial books is the book that we're presently doing, the etiquette of walking to the prayer. Because the author has mentioned the affair of the prayer and the purification, uh, the obligatory prayer, the supererogatory prayers, and the the prayers which are the subscribatory prayers which are related to the obligatory prayers and the Shaykh said Habib Allah Ta'ala it's also um, befitting for Muslim to pray to be consistent in praying the duha prayer because the Prophet وسلم, said when a person wakes up it is upon his body to uh, to give 36, 360 upon 360 forms of charity and this is every day. When the companions of the Prophet ﷺ heard this statement, they said, it is possible that some of us do not have any means of giving this charity. Then the Prophet ﷺ responded by saying, every takbir is charity. Allahu Akbar. And every tahleel is charity. La ilaha illallah. And every tasbih is charity. SubhanAllah. And enjoining the good is charity. And forbidding the evil is charity. And uh, two units of duha prayer suffices all of that. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, this, this duha prayer, this salat of duha only takes five minutes. And, 
the person, when he makes this duha prayer, he should call on his Lord and he should mention supplications that he hopes will benefit him in this life and the next. And the best time for Salat al-Duha, it's when it becomes very hot in the day. When it becomes very hot in the day, as is mentioned in Sahih Muslim. But the Prophet ﷺ mentioned the prayer of the people that constantly return to their Lord is when uh, the heat uh, harms the, the, the pores of, the, of the, the baby camels or the hooves of the baby cam- camels. Uh, the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, Al-Fisal, uh, this word that's used, it's the, it's the young camel because the, the, the paws of the young camel, um, uh, it's very, how do I say, it's very sensitive, it's very sensitive to the heat. So they, 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 they seek shade at that time. And this is when it becomes very hot in the day, before Salatul Dhuhr. So this is the best time for it to be prayed. And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. But the person can also pray after the sun has risen. After the sun has risen, 15-20 minutes after the sun has risen, it's permissible for the person to pray Salat al-Duha. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. It's also befitting for the people to be diligent in uh, memorizing from the books of supplications. From the books of supplication. The person should memorize the supplication for entering the home and leaving the home, the supplication for entering in the masjid, leaving the masjid, the supplication for entering the marketplace and leaving the marketplace, the supplication for waking up, the supplications for going to sleep. Because verily, supplication is a, the weapon of the believer. And supplicating to Allah Azawajal and remembrance of Allah is also a means of protecting a person from even injuries and harm. Then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, he went back to the issue of the books, the books in fiqh. He said, from the best, and the most summarized books in fiqh is Umdat al-Ahkam by Imam al-Maqdisi rahimahullah ta'ala. This author lived in the... Uh, and he mentioned the time that the author uh, lived in the 6th century uh, or the beginning of that century. And the author was uh, very eager to uh, only select hadith from Sahih Bukhari and Sahih Muslim. And this book is taught in this country, the Shaykh mentioned Aviv Allah Ta'ala, and there are many explanations of this book. Also from the books of fiqh which are beneficial is Zad al-Mustakhna. It's also a beneficial book Habib, that the Shaykh mentioned Aviv Allah Ta'ala. And he said another beneficial book which is Umdat al-Fiqh by Ibn, uh, Ibn Qudam al-Maqdisi rahim Allah Ta'ala. And the person should try their best to memorize uh, as it relates to the statements and the adillah, that which is related to salat, because this would assist them in performing it correctly. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى إذا صلى إمام الحي قاعدا هل يجب على المعمومين أن يصلوا جالسين وما حكم صلاتهم إذا صلوا خلفه واقفين إذا صلى إمام الحي بدأ في صلاته من جلوس وجب على جماعة المسجد أن يصلوا جالسين لأن النبي بيّن يقول إنما جعل الإمام ليعتم به إذا صلى وقوفا وهو جالس بدايته صاروا خالفين له فالذي أمرهم أن يجلسوا لما 
بدا صلاته فجلس لكن لما بدا الصلاه ابو بكر ثم جاء النبي بعد ما دخل في الصلاه صارت الصلاه بدات من وقوف فتكثرت Phrase sitting is it obligatory, mandatory upon the the congregation to pray sitting, and what is the ruling if they pray standing? The Sheikh mentioned if the Imam begins the prayer sitting, then it is uh, incumbent upon the congregation to pray sitting, uh, because the Prophet ﷺ has clarified this when he said, "Verily, the Imam has been placed to be followed." So if the imam if the imam prays sitting if he begins the prayer sitting the congregation has to be sitting and if they pray standing then they have opposed the imam uh, when the prophet sallallahu began the prayer sitting he instructed his companions to sit unlike when abu bakr began the prayer standing and then the prophet sallallahu later on came and sat and continued to lead this is different because the prayer was began uh, standing. يقول السارح فيكم الله تعالى متى يجوز للمصلي أن يحضر أبنائه في المسجد هل هناك عمر معين يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم مروا أولادكم في الصلاة السدر يعني إذا أكمل المولود سبع سنين أكملها على ولي أمره والده أن يأمره بالصلاة وأن يحرص على أن يحضره للمسجد إذا أمكن ذلك فإن تم العاشرة وكاسا فقد قال النبي واضربوهم عليها العاشرة الذين عشر سنين الذي أكمل العاشرة وهو يتساهل بأمر الشرعات يلزم ولي أمره ولو بالضبط So I like the individuals asking, when is it permissible for the parents to bring their children to the masjid? Is there a specific age? The Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, the Prophet said, order your children to pray when they reach the age of seven. So if the child has reached the age of seven, then it is upon the parents, the father, to order the child to pray. And uh, you should also be diligent in bringing them to the masjid once they have reached that age, the age of seven. Then if they reach the age of 10 and they are lazy in completing the prayer, it is upon you to hit them. It is upon you to hit them as the Prophet ﷺ mentioned. So if the child has reached the age of 10, then it is upon the uh, it is upon him to pray to complete all of his prayers, even if the father or even if the parent has to hit him. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى ما توجيهكم لإدارة المساجد في بريطانيا نحو تحديد راتب الإمام هل هو أفضل للإمام أن يطلب 
راتب معين أو هم الذين يحددون الراتب إن كانت الدولة في بريطانيا تقرر مرتبا لمن يعم الناس الصغار فلا حرج بذلك وإذا كان أهل الحي بدون أن يجمعوا مبلغا يصرفون على الإمام حتى يتفرغ لإمامتهم بدون شروط فلا بأس Assalamu alaikum. The individual is asking, what is your advice with regards to the administrations and the, the masjids in England with regards to uh, specifying the salary of the imam? Is it better that the imam seeks a specific salary or does the administration specify the salary? The Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, if the government in England, if they have allocated a specific salary for the imam, the individual who leads the people in Salat, then it's fine. But if it's the people of the neighborhood, if it's the people of the neighborhood who gathers the, the funds and they pay it to the Imam so that he can be free, his time can be free to lead the people in prayer, uh, then this is okay, but there should not be conditions. You know? The Imam should not make conditions. يقول الصالح حفيظكم الله تعالى ما ما هو الإسراف في المال وهل يجوز للمسلم أن يشتري ما يريد إن كان عنده من المال ما يعينه على ما يريد الاقتصاد في استهلاك الحاجات إذا زاد عن الحاجة صار تغذيرا وإذا نقص ولم يكفي صار فقيرا ينبغي أن الإنسان يغتسل بالصاع صاع الماء بثلاثة كيلو تقريبا يكفي للغسل الاغتسال من جنابة أو غسل جمعة ما كان في الناس عندهم بالسابق في منازلهم أحوار ماء معاقص إنما هي أوان خفيفة ينبغي للإنسان أن يعود نفسه يسبغ الوضوء بحيث يبلغ العضو العضو الوضوئي يحتاط أن يسبغ الماء بحيث لا يبقى فيه بقعا لم يصدها الماء لا يكون في الإسراء النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم في إحدى المزاوعات رأى الصحابة لم يصد الماء أعقابهم في تحت الساعة عند العظمين فقال من السلام نادى صوت المرتبة ويد للأعقاب من الماء كان غريب واحد يحتاط بتبليغ الماء من دون إسراف 
the individual is asking, what is considered waste? And the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, a person should be mindful as it relates to using, uh, as it relates to uh, using something uh, based, on, based on need. If a person uses more than his need, then this is considered waste. And if a person uh, is deficient, then this is considered negligence. The Prophet ﷺ, the Shaykh said, for example, the Prophet ﷺ used to take a, a ghusl with three handfuls, which is, for example, uh, three kilos, or with handfuls of water, the equivalent of three kilos. Then he said, um, and this was sufficient for the Prophet ﷺ for washing from Janabah or for Salat al Jum'ah. And the Shaykh mentioned Habibullah Ta'ala, people in the past, they did not have these large water jugs uh, in their homes. Uh, but it was very limited. So the Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, so for example, it's upon an individual to make wudu and to make sure that water has touched every uh, limb that is obligatory. Um, but he should not be wasteful. It took place during the time of the Prophet ﷺ during one of the battles that the companions were making wudu and they were not correctly watching, uh, washing uh, their ankles. So the Prophet ﷺ, when he noticed this, he said, Woe to the ankles from the hellfire. Woe to the ankles from the hellfire. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. So for example, the, the, the water should touch all of the limbs, the obligatory limbs, but a person should not be wasteful in its usage. ويجمعنا وإياهم في جنات النعيم. وأن يعاتب المظلومين بالشرق والغرب من البلاد الإسلامية بالفرج المفاجئ لهم بالفرح والسرور والاعتبار ولأعدائهم بالمذلة والاحتقار والقهر. كما أسأل جل وعلا أن يوفق المسلمين في كل مكان للتوبة المسؤول والرجوع إلى الله جل وعلا والتذلل بين يديه واتخاذ الوقت واختبار قصير في الليل لمناجاة الله جل وعلا والتقرب إلى البيت فأسأل الله أن يجعل إياكم جميعا موفقين وأن يعاملنا بعفوه وإحسان وجوده أبو أكرم الأكرمين وعفو الراحمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم. الله عليك الشيخ حبيب الله تعالى said I ask Allah with his names and attributes to give us success to act upon that which we learn and to make our deeds sincerely for the face of Allah and to benefit us in this life and after our death and we ask Allah to forgive those who have died from amongst the Muslims from fathers, mothers and those who we love and our friends and to gather us in Jannah we ask Allah to give peace to the Muslims in the East and in the West, those who are being oppressed, and to give them uh, ease, uh, an immediate ease, and to debase uh, the enemies uh, by allowing them to be overcome and conquered, 
And we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to give the Muslims in all parts of the world success to make sincere tawbah to Allah and for them to turn to Allah. And I advise the Muslim to take a portion of his night, even if it's only a portion of night, of time at night to call on his Lord. Uh, so we ask Allah Azza wa Jal to uh, give us success in this life and to forgive us. For verily Allah is the most merciful of Very Allah is the most merciful and Allah is the most generous.